0: Hello and welcome to OutSpeech, the podcast where we give a platform to lesser heard voices to talk about digital PR and link building. Uh, today I'm joined by Darren Kingman, who is the founder of SEO and PR agency Roots Digital and the writer of the new beginner's guide to digital PR, which everyone's been talking about and we've been reading and is absolutely brilliant. So thank you so much for taking the time to join me, Darren. You're
1: very welcome. Thanks a lot.
0: No problem at all. Um, just for anyone who's not aware of who you are and your background, do you want to just give us a brief summary of what you've been up to over the years?
1: Yeah. So I've been kind of in the SEO space for ten over 10 years. Um, most notably, I spent about four or five years at Built Visible part of the leadership team there and headed up one of the largest teams and um, responsible for some of the largest clients across the agencies. Uh, and about two years ago went freelance, maybe uh, two and a half years ago actually, time flies, uh, and then started Root, which is you know very much an extension of what I've been doing throughout my career, so SEO, digital PR.
0: Wicked. Thank you very much. And um, Root's grown pretty well over the past year or so as well, right?
1: Yeah, we've been doing okay. I suppose like a lot of Agencies and freelancers in the digital PR and SEO space—it's kind of a booming industry. Um, but yeah, we went from one person to to five now, which is mad. Uh, you know, I've got a dev that feels kind of uh, landmarkish, right? So we can we can do more stuff. But yeah, no, it's it's been a good it's been a good year for us.
0: Wicked. No, that sounds really good. Um, and, and I guess the let's start with the beginner's guide then to digital PR, which you've presumably been writing over the past few months and which I believe is a workout of something like 17,000 words. So for anyone who's, who's oh, looking yeah. for information about digital PR, this is definitely the place to go. But what, what was it at this stage in your career, at, at this point in where we are as an industry that made you want to write that guide?
1: So I think it was largely around the conversations we were having with clients um, and the kind of misunderstanding, or well not misunderstanding, but just not having a bit of awareness around what digital PR is and why it's not guaranteed. Um, you know, you kind of have, to, I'm sure you have these conversations with clients a lot as well, where it's, you're trying to explain what it is and why it's it should be thought about as slightly different uh, to seo and and historical link building right it's like well why can't we just guarantee stuff on forbes or something like that and if i could then it's not digital pr um so i wanted to do a bit of a, a an explanation please, in order to help manage client expectations mm-hmm. um so yeah so i ran through a lot of what the process is the the creative side of things the ideation uh, what goes into that um, production uh, as well, so it, it's hopefully given a bit of a sense of how big these projects can be uh, and the creativity that goes into them uh, as, as well. And hopefully that starts to, to bridge the gap on why it's not as certain as you know a tech, tech audit or something, which is more scientific. It's you know it's very algorithmic, and this is very much in terms of you know we, our job is obviously to try and maximize the successes with it, um, but there's going to be a degree of failure. And that's the kind of the organic balance that we have with g- digital PR. So hopefully that helps uh, explain to clients or, or educate them a little bit before we get into the conversations uh, about what it is and why it can they can be so big in terms of a project plan. Uh, the other side of it was uh, largely trying to think about who we are uh, or, or who we want to be as an agency. Um, and it's very much around kind of adding value. Uh, and I think that's what I try to do when I build the... Re- like, we only have free resources on our website. That's partly because it was just me for a, quite a long chunk of time as well. And H- Hannah Rampton, she was part of the agency for a bit um, before going freelance. But, you know, if, if we build something, if we start shouting about something, I want it to be adding value. I, I want that to be how people see Root. Um, The things that we do, the way that we think about stuff is either adding value or creating a conversation that that can add value to something as well. So hopefully it does that
0: definitely I think um, it's an interesting point that you make about setting client expectations and and certainly the comparison that you make to something like a tech audit which is very scientific and you know arguably there are much clearer steps to a tech audit and and clearer outcomes that it, it can be difficult within our industry is that something that you have found has increased in complexity over time do the expectations of clients have they have they got more complicated have they changed how's it been for you?
1: It so a lot of a lot of newer clients have had some sort of exposure to SEO and digital marketing. So I think that starts to paint a picture of kind of their their footing in, in understanding what impacts we're going to have, um, and also kind of what they expect um, as a result. And there's there's widely different SEOs and agencies that people have used that they're coming to you know, agencies like like ours and yours. We um, which can be very different to the ways that we work so I I, I don't think it's massively changed I think it's I've got a bit of an understanding well a little knowledge can be quite dangerous right and I think that, that is very true in, in what we do so they have a bit of an understanding of what SEO is and what they're expecting as an outcome, um, but how we get there is very much dependent on you know, who they are, where they are as a company, what kind of industry are they competing in, what kind of publications do we need to be getting in in order to have the right search, uh, increase in search performance for them. Um, so you, there's always going to be a degree of education that needs to happen, whether or that's a broader as an industry and in what we do or whether or not it's more kind of grounded in who they are and where they are uh, as a company, as
0: well. Definitely, and and in terms of what you've therefore surfaced through the beginners' guide, I guess from thinking about it from the client's perspective, what would you say are the key aspects of a digital PR campaign that you've laid out to set those expectations? And from the other side, from a practitioner's point of view, what what would you say are the key um, kind of skills that you've you've laid out as being imperative to digital PR?
1: Um, so for people who are kind of becoming digital PRs or, or kind of revisiting what it is to be a digital, PR, I think for me, I'm thinking about and I thought about this for a while. Is uh, I think it comes down to communication. Uh, that, you know, the SEO understanding, link equity, how that's managed, relevance—that big conversation. That stuff you can you can engage with it, you can learn it, but I think. And you can learn communication, um, but I think I feel like that's the kind of foundation of in a digital PR is understanding what people are looking for. Um, so, by, both by projecting your message and the message that you create, and also um, how they want to receive it. So, it's that you create the engagement, uh, how quickly people engage with the stories, and that kind of thing. So, uh, and that's very much down to listening, um, and look, in a way, listening to. What journalists are already writing and producing themselves. So what's what's out there? What's working? What's being engaged with? Soaking that up and then kind of storytelling your side uh, as well. And that kind of feels like a foundational skill for people in digital PR. For
0: um, sure. um, I'll just cut in there just for a second Darren on your point about communication I'm going to suggest because it's uh, 2021 and we're all in lockdown working from home we're having a little bit of a struggle with audio so I'm going to suggest we turn our videos off just so that we've okay, got okay. a nice clarity of yeah. what you're saying to us. Okay. Wicked. Um, But yeah, that that point about communication is absolutely right. And you were saying there about how communication of of our campaigns, but also knowing what journalists are already writing about is a really key skill, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, we're a bit of an advantage in digital PR in in, in 2021, Um, compared to historical PR. We've got more data uh, that we can learn from, we can understand what people are writing about, the topics they're being engaged with. Um, So there's a little bit of, you you can learn that kind of side of things, you can use those platforms and tools that help you get that answer a little bit quicker. Um, But it fundamentally comes down to kind of communication and storytelling as an extension of that. So it's it's understanding the stories that people want to be writing about and how you kind of, you come into that and you add value to the existing story as well, which very much comes down to, to communication.
0: I think. Have you found that that's been something that's changed at all over the course of the last 12 months? So I guess at at the time that we're recording this, we're still in lockdown because of the COVID pandemic. Things have been kind of changing a lot in the news. There's been a lot of talk about maybe being more reactive. Is that something that you've seen yourself?
1: In in terms of how important it is as a skill.
0: Yeah, and also just in terms of what you're saying about kind of talking to journalists about the things that they're already writing about, have you found that there's been more of an onus on kind of daily check-ins and seeing what's in the media, or have you been able to be a little bit more planned in advance as to what campaigns you're going to be going out with?
1: Um, so initially, we had to change quite a few things, Uh you know, March last year. Uh, A lot of the stories that we had, plans, creative campaigns, hooks, that kind of stuff, it didn't all go out the window, but it needed to change quite dramatically because the news cycle was obviously very much shifting. Um, I think we're now in a bit of a pattern where it's it's a a mixture of reactive and proactive uh, storytelling. So we are... Um also, like the successes that we've had—I don't know whether or not that's just us as an agency or whether or not that's that's wider industry—but um, you know, things like PR requests, so Harrow or um on on Twitter that are, that are relevant—we've we've had we've worked with a, a lot, and we've had a lot of coverage come off the back of those sort of of tactics. Um, but in terms of the proactive stuff we're creating, uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, it was very Pandemic-related, so you were looking at um, stories that kind of that, that tie into that. How you know people are going to be affected. So for, for clients in the US uh, that we work with, that so was looking at how are people sending their stimulus checks, or how are consumer spending habits changed, and things like that. So it, it was a bit of a, a weave into uh, COVID and impacts of COVID, whilst also uh, obviously trying to it back to the relevance of the client Um, and that just kind of carried on i suppose is that we are thinking to some degree about the pandemic and whether or not we we still fit into that new cycle Uh, and having things and stories that are outside of the pandemic people still obviously care about around the world and and don't just want to be a kind of avalanche of negativity all the time (laughs)
0: it's it's a really good point isn't it and i like i like the wording that you use there around storytelling which i think for me just brings to mind two sides of the digital pr coin one being that we need to tell stories that are compelling to the press and that are going to earn that news coverage and those links but the other side being that we really need to be sympathetic to what is appropriate to our clients and the stories that they want to tell to their audiences as well would you agree
1: exactly yeah so i mean that's that's of communication listening right so it's, um what is happening what's the kind of sentiment out there um our journey, our, our people have they had enough of the legacy uh, as well and if, if that's kind of the overriding response then journalists are essentially going to react to that as well and then we need to react to their reaction in that sense so we need to, to kind of plan forward in terms of either balance with the stories that are covered related versus That aren't at all, uh, Mm -hmm. or or what's coming up in the world, like the the election and and stuff like that. Was there anything that your client or or the company you work for could be working towards that? Um, -hmm. and and kind of looking six six months out, um, towards sleep day is is something up next week. So, we're thinking, (laughs) how how do we work into that? I'm sure there'll be a list of other things going on in in May and June, etc., which are. Uh, we
0: thinking about people. Yeah, for sure. And and in terms of the communication side of things, have you got any tips that you found through, um, obviously you, you've got your own agency now and as you mentioned you worked at Built Visible prior and you've got loads of experience in this industry. From that yeah. experience, are there any tips that you can share with listeners around how best to achieve good yeah. communication? So on, um, <laughs> it's a big question it's a big question but I guess yeah. I'm thinking kind of small things like do you kind of just have really regular telephone calls with your clients or do you try and set an agenda or like how how have you found it works best?
1: Yeah just the two sides of it right clients because we're an agency and also journalists uh, being a digital PR um, yeah, it kind of feels mostly common sense. That comes. So like follow-ups, uh, making sure that, um, that communication is transparent and that you get to the point uh, is always you know, important, regardless of if that's a, a client or whether or not that's a journalist that you're trying to engage with. Um, so hooks, on the on the journalist side, hooks are, are key and that's something that we're always thinking about when we're doing a campaign, so it's, you know, what is the overriding thing that we want to be able to communicate, tell the story, tell the narrative of the piece that we've got. Um and that that's it's something that I, I certainly recommend thinking about even as early as ideations, when you're with the concept, what is the kind of hook that you're hoping for, kind of theoretically? um for the campaign and when it comes to uh, kind of clients as well um yeah it's just it's making sure that you're clear making sure that you're communicating the, the value of what it is that you're doing uh, as well and and being honest i mean yeah. transparency is something that we take we highly, and we're going through with our kind of rebrand and think through who we are stuff um, and that's that's the key so we don't you know, dress something up. If we, if something's not working, we're being, you know, very honest and saying, "Cool, we're going to go in this direction. Maybe we're going to try this, this sort of thing." You know, make sure they, they agree and understand why. Um, and, and, and if a failure does happen, at least uh, your transparency allowed your effort to come through. Uh, and I think that's that's key with it. You know, if clients feel like you don't care, that you're not doing enough for, your, for the projects that they've got on with you. Then, then that's going to lead to them. Um, but ultimately, if you if you're being transparent and you and you really do give a shit, then then hopefully that that comes.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I agree with you completely. And I think that um, that sentiment around failure, in particular, is one that is pertinent to our industry because, as you say, it, it's far. It's far more fragile, I suppose, than some other disciplines within digital marketing in that we can have campaigns that absolutely smash it and you do a fantastic job and it almost sets the expectation of the client that, that things are going to be that way all the time. But equally, you can have campaigns that maybe don't achieve the, the level of success that you would hope for. And I think it's really important, especially because our industry is growing so much and there are so many new people coming to work in this industry, that we make it clear that success isn't just about achieving hundreds of links for every single campaign every day, but it's actually about having roadmaps which take into account the fact that sometimes campaigns don't work, but make sure that you're kind of, you're, you're leading a roadmap that, that journeys towards success on the whole, I think is the real key thing. And, and that's something that we try and do is to have, you know, some campaigns won't work, but as long as you've got lots of other things going on and you're adding value overall, I think that's the key thing.
1: Yeah, I was actually, I've been thinking about whether or not we should share more failure on kind of social channels and you kind of shout about them uh, a bit more honestly uh, mm. as well. And I know some people do, uh, and that's, that's a great conversation to have. But mm. yeah, I was thinking of kind of putting something out there and saying, this one didn't work for us. Can anyone see, like, some? you know, kind of collectively as, as a community in a way, looking yeah. at it and be like, oh, well, how could that have worked? where did it go wrong
0: type
1: stuff. Yeah. Because it's kind of of the nature of being a digital PR, right? If if things were guaranteed and we were always going to have success, then it's not quite uh, what Google and search engines are looking for. So yeah, yeah. and it's actually more important with smaller clients uh, as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. I guess it's um, it's a balance, isn't it, of kind of recognising that sometimes things don't go particularly well. But also, um, I, I guess you you're, to your point about social media and about us shouting about successes, it's something that we do very well as an industry, uh, which makes sense because we're all PRs, so we're all PRing ourselves, but equally kind of framing the content that we see on social media and our own minds and just remembering that it is a sales tool. It is it is a positive tool and it should be used as a place to gather inspiration, but it shouldn't necessarily be something that you compare yourself to all the time um, and that we recognize that our own journeys might be quite different to other people's.
1: Very much. Um, obviously you want to try and minimize the success rate, right? And that's kind of our job. Um, but the, yeah, like we're saying, uh, if it happens for a smaller client that have a smaller budget, then you have to that you, you have to try and find other ways that you're adding value. And a lot of the time, that is just in the way that you communicate what you've been doing, making sure that it's it's as, as transparent and clear and it made sense um, as possible. And I think you you gain a lot of trust that way um, from the clients that you're working with. Obviously, they, they do want results in their businesses. You know, they're, they're small businesses, so they rely on the success of a project um to a degree but if you can try and either split out tactics or something like that, that that's typically what we what we might try and do in those kind of situations so it's not kind of all relying on one big creative campaign but we might have mm-hmm. a small campaign or, or comments that we go out with in order to try and minimize product minimize production mm-hmm. or more on the, you know the reactive uh, commentary side of things as well which gives you kind of more chances to convert into into brand mentions and links so um yeah it's it's, uh, it's a bit of planning but uh, i think transparency is is key there for sure
0: absolutely love that thank you so much for sharing that insight um and sure. in terms of kind of looking ahead then i i guess we've mentioned a couple of times now how you've been in the industry for a while and you've seen it evolve to this point where do you see digital pr going in the future
1: yeah um, uh, yeah, I for me, the fundamentals of what this is—you know, it, it what it didn't used to be called digital PR. That's quite as—I mean, you, you all know as well. But it, it felt like to me, digital PR became kind of an overriding description about of a discipline in the last couple of years. Whereas historically, it was you know just called SEO, and then it was kind of SEO and content marketing, and now we've kind of got these free these free silos. SEO, content marketing, and digital PR, but I feel like that's just a separation of the foundations of your kind of what SEO, uh, what improving organic performance is. So, although it started to peel away as a separate thing, I don't feel like it's going to really change in terms of what you're trying to do, Uh, and that is. You know, create stories that get a brand, uh, increase brand recognition, uh, create a rhetoric around a brand that a search engine can see on trustworthy and publications. So really it's just how you go about doing that and there are there are various ways that you can change processes, there's various ways that people do ideation or do their production and things like that. Uh, I think it's been over the last couple of years a bit of a shift away from like infographics and just illustrating that out of everything to doing things in more creative ways so using photography and you know sliders and, and things like that uh, that we've used in the past that, that kind of give a bit uh, that, that, that change the engagement of a piece quicker to understand quicker to get the hook across so I think it'll just be a bit more of a transition towards those those sorts of campaigns but fundamentally we're all Pretty much trying to do the same thing to, to get our clients and our brands out there.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's, it's funny how it's changed over the years, isn't it? And like you say, it originally was just called SEO. And mm. um, I, I definitely remember uh, the days where all you really had to do was create an infographic and you'd get all the links in the world because so few people were doing it. And then it almost became like it was saturated. Everyone just knew if I make an infographic, then this will work. And um, I think we've definitely evolved to a point where we're much more creative and much more diverse in the campaigns that we put out there. Um, yeah. and, and I guess much more... Uh, the point that you make around rhetorics and around kind of storytelling I think is really pertinent as well because for me the way that I see the future evolving is that we'll be doing more to help spread important messages maybe even to mobilise behaviours amongst audiences um, but it's, it's definitely a growing industry and one that's really exciting to be a part of.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, I mean obviously lockdown has meant that loads of companies are, are focusing on how now do they do they focus on their kind of digital presence, right? Mm. Um, people can't walk in the door as much; they're at home, they're ordering things, and to what degree that's going to change over the next 12 24 months, who knows? Um, mm. uh, it's not going to be one hundred percent a shift back to what it was. Uh, you know, even if it's fifty percent, that's 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 a massive shift uh, mm. for the long term towards digital. So people, yeah, they're they're very much. Trying to get their their, their stuff together, uh, yeah. and and push themselves in, in into being competitive, whether or not that's PPC, whether or not that's search, whether or not that's social, et cetera, et cetera. So our industry, I think, is going to going to continue to grow.
0: Exciting times. Well, thank you, thank you so much, Darren, for sharing um, all of these insights and all of the benefits of your experience. and And thank you also for creating the beginner's guide um, to digital PR, which is housed on the Root Digital website, um, which I'll share a link to in the um, episode notes as well. If people do want to keep on following you, Darren, and checking out what you've got to say, where's the best place to find you?
1: Um, I mean email me is <laughs> open on in terms of having my email address out there it opens me up for a ton of emails about blog networks and stuff like that which <laughs> I <I'm>, do <I'm laughs> blog all the time but <laughs> at just email me and get in touch or if you can hear my little boy, um, right. or, or twitter at darry kingman uh pretty simple so yeah just get in touch
0: Brilliant. So, Darren at rootdigital.co.uk or at Darren Kingman on Twitter. Thank you so much um, for spending some time with me, Darren. I really appreciate it, and all the best for the future for you and everyone at Root. Thank you again. Thank you very much.
1: See you, Laura.